podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's 2.7 liter high output turbo engine, delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability. Impressive power. Whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends. Thanks. This is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And most importantly, this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Charles back here again for another show. It is Tuesday the 4th of July. Independence Day to my American viewers and listeners. Hope you've had a brilliant day. Also, from a Chelsea point of view, more importantly, it's the day Chelsea players started to return to Cobham for pre-season training. We got picks, we got videos, and it was interesting to see who returned to go through some of the stuff that has been reported. In today's show, we will react to that. Also, some of the stuff that Pochettino did on his first day yesterday at Chelsea, apart from the interview that we broke down in yesterday's show. We will also look about the bomb squad, that being the players that Chelsea still need to sell before the season gets underway and before this transfer window closes. Also, we will look at Callum Hudson-Odoi, a lot of stuff around his future recently, so we'll, we'll dive into that. If you are new around here, want to see the latest Chelsea content, please do hit that like button, really does help the show out. Also, hit that subscribe button, turn those notifications on. I do want to say a massive thank you because we hit over 32,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you so much for those who helped get us over the line for that landmark. Now it's on to 40k, but thank you so much for your support. Really does mean a lot and, and glad you're enjoying and, and interacting with the content. But let's get into it. So pre-season training, uh, still very early days, filtering back of players, those not involved in internationals, but we saw quite a few faces, interesting ones, new ones, ones from the last season. And I think that the first thing I got to give credit to CFC Daily, he tweeted this, and I think he makes a, a good point here that when you look at the, the group of players that returned today, I do think that the the big thing that is the takeaway, and this is credit to sort of the clear out that we've had, it feels like the first time in a very long time that the majority of the faces that have returned feel like they should be there. Like there aren't many players, um, you know, once again, there are obviously going to be some academy players involved who may not be with the first team squad for the entirety of the season. But, you know, there aren't ones that, are clearly and clearly just have no future at the club. There's no Marco Marins, there's no Davide Zappacostas, there's no Mitchy Batchwise lingering, there's no Kennedy. You know, there's, there's none of those players that just simply have not been sold, have not been moved on. That is a real positive. And just going through some of the names we did see today, Ben Chilwell, Reese James, Ian Matson, Mark Kukurea, Bashir Humphreys, Thiago Silva, Trevor Chalaba, Cesare Cassidy, Andre Santos, Raheem Sterling. Those were the names that were reported on online, but we did see pictures of Armando Breuer still recovering from his injury, but great to see him close to uh, fitness again. We also saw Lewis Hall. There was this brilliant picture from training that I'll put up now um, inside the, the gym at Cobham where Thiago Silva, the veteran player, the legend of the game, sort of leading this young group of Chelsea players behind him and um, that did include Lewis Hall, um, who he wasn't mentioned there. So I'm really excited. I am. I, I think with, with the way Pochettino is going to work with some of these players, the, the ones that stand out to me that I, I'm most intrigued by 
of how they're going to be used, how much of a role they're going to play. Is the likes of Ian Matson? what's happening with him? I really would like to see what they did with Kaladu Koulibaly. Can you get a fee of some kind for Marco Correa? He's probably the only one today that you look at and go, yeah, probably shouldn't be there or maybe deserves a future or kind of get a future elsewhere you know and when you look at the quality Ian Matson could provide as a backup to Ben Chirwell I think it would be really exciting but then also in a midfield sense Cesare Cassaday and Andre Santos Chelsea worked so hard to get Andre Santos that visa even after January that there is a lot of hype around Santos internally it isn't just what people have seen on sort of clips on Twitter with what he's been doing with Brazil because of course that that's very impressive but it seems like internally there is there is a real push to make him a first-team player this season. You know, you don't want to just throw him into the fire if he isn't ready, if he needs some seasoning, if he needs some coaching. Obviously, that that is going to be important under Mauricio Pochettino and why we still need to sign players like Moises Casado in central midfield. But I think it's going to be really exciting to see what Santos could do under a coach like Pochettino. And the same with Cassidy. I still think one of them, a few of these players will likely have to go on loan because there just isn't enough football in the season, unfortunately, because we don't have European football and it may just be beneficial for their development. I know the current ownership is wanting to lean away from loads and loads of loans, but I think sometimes with especially young players, you know, do you want them just sat on the bench for a year? You know, do, do you want to get them out there having first team football really beneficial for their development and also what you could gain from getting them back in, in the future? If you, of course, getting that loan right is also important because we have seen Chelsea get that wrong with some young talents in recent years. I want to move on now to something Pochettino did uh, last night. Apparently he had a barbecue um, with Chelsea staff, football and non-football uh, on Monday to get to know Pochettino and his travelling backroom staff. This was reported by Matt Lauren. Apparently this is something he did pretty regularly at Tottenham. Um, it was a tactic of his and apparently one member of staff who was there said it was a great touch and a really good way for the head coach to introduce himself. It was very relaxed. Just seeing some of the photos, I mean, I can understand why someone else I saw a tweet of this today saying that you know, maybe Lukaku might uh, think twice and maybe some players might think twice about leaving Chelsea when they're seeing potential food on offer. But this was for, of course, non-playing staff. But uh, it's a small thing. We see a lot of coaches do this type of thing, whether it's, you know, took away. I believe there was a story of him going into the academy building and speaking to academy staff very early on when he arrived at Chelsea, brought in a bunch of German beers, pills, which of course is a very nice gesture to kind of relax things and get to know those people. So it's not exactly unique, but I, I think it says and it reflects maybe that culture the Pochettino is, is needing to build at Stamford Bridge. And I think it was a nice gesture for those who maybe aren't involved in these type of occasions very often. So uh, I, I think that was an interesting thing to see. Another point and another piece from Matt Law today that's probably more relevant to transfer stuff is uh, Pochettino has one week to sell Chelsea's bomb squad, as he titles it, of one-to-way players. Uh, while Chelsea have successfully shipped out a number of one-to-way players this summer to cut down a squad for Pochettino, there is still work to do. There was a yet-to-be-agreed for the sales of Romelu Lukaku, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Hakim Ziyech and Christian Pulisic, all of whom want to leave Chelsea. The foursome make up a bomb squad of players who the club want to sell before they start to return for pre-season training at Chelsea's Cobham Complex next Wednesday. Um, the bomb squad is obviously a reference to Pochettino's very early days at Spurs with some of the experienced players that he did very quickly filter out in his first season and had some problems with them and then very much created the, the young team that people knew. So I understand where that reference is from. I, I hate to kind of, you know, single them out as kind of antagonists or anything. It's just, you know, I, I, I really don't like that attitude, but it, it's about for their own futures as well, clarifying that. I think that 
it's we're in a very healthy position. I, I really do think that we have done the bulk of this work at the right time. To expect all of it to be done by now was always going to be unrealistic. But the fact that a majority of it has been done, I think, is is some credit. Of course, maybe some could argue, and, and probably rightly in, in, in some aspects, you know, cleaning up a mess that the current ownership made. But there are also other players that they have let go who have been here a lot longer. Um, but for those, I think for Lukaku, I can't see him returning. I do think there is a deal to be made there with Inter Milan. I still don't know why there can't be something done with Andre Nana. Maybe I'm being naive and unrealistic, but I, I think that'd be maybe something that could, a deal could be made there. Abamyang, I'm surprised something from Barcelona hasn't been talked about, but Hakim Ziyech, obviously, I mean, he's going on socials now and basically um, sort of saying that his knees are fine because apparently he had, he had a failed medical. There was some also medical red flags, apparently, uh, with his move to Saudi Arabia, and that's why it is, is falling through. It may still happen, apparently. Apparently, um, he's been offered a, a, a smaller wage. Whether he accepts that or not is, is hard to know. And Christian Bulisic, obviously, Leon and AC Milan interested in him. I, I think for all these players, it's just about getting them off the books as quickly as possible because you don't want what, it, what looks like a very youthful group to, to be undermined by players who just don't want to be here. And that's what Pochettino said. He was very, very firm in that quote last night where he said, we need leaders, we don't need followers, and he wants players that are going to be committed to the Chelsea project. And I think all of these players here, for varying reasons, clearly aren't that at the moment. They want to go elsewhere. So it's on the club now, it's on the hierarchy to get those deals over the line so they don't cause problems over what should be a very productive and positive pre-season. The final thing to speak about is uh, Kalamatan Adwe. Apparently wants to leave Chelsea this summer now. Uh, Simon Johnson reporting this for The Athletic. Uh, Hudson Adoy, of course, made his debut for Chelsea in Jan 2018 and has gone on to make 126 appearances. He's won the Champions League, Europa League, FIFA Club, World Cup, and UEFA Super Cup during his time with the senior squad. But Hudson Adoy feels the time has come to move to a club where he has a better chance of regular first team football. Apparently, Nottingham Forest, Crystal Palace, Fulham, and AC Milan are among the clubs who are interested. A transfer fee to seal Hudson Adoy's departure has still to be agreed, but the winger is expecting to resolve his future soon so he can prepare for the season at his new club not that much of a surprise uh, from a contract point of view this was on the horizon for a while because down to the final two years he went on loan to Bayer Leverkusen didn't set the world alight um, but I just even if it went better for him at Bayer Leverkusen I, I did kind of think the writing was on the wall for, for Callum that it probably will be the end and I think all those options there are quite exciting I, I do think there is a talent there I really do. Um, I think he has struggled a lot with injury, which of course is is always a, it sounds obvious, a very detrimental thing. And, and especially for a young player who is still trying to find maybe even his best position on the pitch. Is that as a left winger? I know very early on at Bayer Leverkusen, he was tried as a 10 in a 4-2-3-1, which I, I can understand why, because of some of it, the, the way he can pass in a final third. Um, but all of those clubs there, I think he stays in the Premier League. I think Forrest would be a good option for him. I would love to, and this is just once again, AC Milan for Kyle Tamori, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Kalamata-Odoi, Olivier Giroud. There'd be a lot of reasons to watch AC Milan from a Chelsea perspective next year. Um, and maybe just for him as well. I think maybe getting out the, the England bubble maybe was good for him. I think he said as much you know, early in his time at, at Bayer Leverkusen. So AC Milan might be the place for him. But you know, I, I don't know how many more players AC Milan are going to take off our hands. Uh, Gary Neville may start to get very suspicious if AC Milan come in for more than two Chelsea players uh, and may start to think there's something fishy going on and, and come up with another theory about Chelsea. So... 
we will see. And I think for Callum, it just makes a lot of sense at the moment. It makes sense for Chelsea too. Again, we get back to that very core argument and very core principle that should be happening this summer. If you don't want to be here, it's best we let you go uh, rather than keeping players who are not going to be fully committed because the way Pochettino is going to set up this team, he needs players that are going to be fully committed. So that is it for today's new show. Um, there has been some kind of talk around Moises Casado. I said this last week. It's going to take time because Brighton are going to want to extract a absolutely huge fee for him. A big fee. I don't think it's going to go up to 100. Um, I, I could see it being over 80, but it will take time. But it is such a key thing for Chelsea to get over the line. I still don't think that trading players is a good idea in this in this scenario. I really don't. You know, whether that is Levi Colwell, whether that is someone else. I, I just personally think if you want the player... You have to pay a premium for him. And we will see if Chelsea are willing to do that. But then if they don't, I would like to think the club is going to be proactive enough and, and shrewd enough to move to other targets if they get the the, the whiff that, you know, there's going to be no movement on Casado and they're going to be asked to pay ridiculous money for him. Some may think that is absolutely worth it. I think as a profile he fits. But there, there should be alternatives in this in this area because Chelsea can't go another summer without signing a defensive-minded midfielder. I think it'd just be really detrimental to Pochettino's plans. Let me know your thoughts. You can follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea, and I'll see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.